0: It takes courage to grow and become who you really are. E.E. Cummins said that. What up beautiful people, I am back and I am begging you to show your girl some grace and some mercy. This has been a challenging yet rewarding season for me, but I plan to be very transparent today, to be open today and I'm truly diving into what has been going on in my life. How I've continued to stay away from a drink during this time for all you nosy folks, sis bro. You are most certainly welcome here. I wouldn't want you to be anywhere else. And my prayer is that you get more than what you came for. If you already know the Lord, I pray that you come into a deeper and more intimate relationship with him. If you don't know him, I'm praying that on today you are introduced to him. This episode, I'm going to be diving into the D word, divorce. Like how did I get here, right? Like how am I able to stay sober during this time of filing for a divorce and buying a home on my own? And, um, even the time period of separation, um, I started a new job and therapy and all of that good stuff. And today, um, I'm diving into it, but before we jump into it, you know, we got to do it. We got to pray. So, Let us go to the throne of grace. Father, you are good. You are so, so good. Even when we are not good and when we are falling apart and when we cut corners, when you tell us to go left, we clearly go right. Father, you are still good. You still show grace. You still show mercy. You still show favor. Thank you, Father, for being a God who can turn what the enemy meant for evil around for our good. Thank you, Father, for leaving the Bible and the Holy Spirit to be able to help guide us through. I thank you, Father, for providing strength in a time of weakness, for giving us your word that reminds us exactly of who we are. I'm praying, Father God, that today, Someone comes to know you, Father God, that someone gets a deeper relationship with you, that you bless them, Father God, with unspeakable joy. Father God, the joy that you've blessed so many with, the joy that surpasses all understanding, God, I'm praying someone breaks free from flirting with the enemy on today, that someone breaks free from depression, that someone breaks free from anxiety, that someone breaks free from addiction, that someone breaks free from strongholds. Father God, I'm praying that we're out here able to put on the full armor, Father God, that we're able to walk by faith, Father God, and not by sight. Help our disbelief, oh God, strengthen us, Father God. Someone who's out there struggling, God, give them the faith of a mustard seed, Father God, help us be full-time christians father god and not part-time christians father god may we not put the full weight of our growth and our faith in you on pastors and youtubes and podcasts but may we be full-time christians and not part-time and we dive into your word the word that you left here for us to help guide us god may we not depend solely on self-help books but that we're able to crack open your word And get a deeper understanding, a deeper relationship with you, God. I pray these things. In Jesus Christ's precious, precious, holy name, God, be with me today as I'm opening up about such a sensitive topic. Um, Just be here, God. And I pray that you get the glory, God. That you get the honor out of all of this. And that it helps someone, um, on today. I thank you in Jesus Christ, precious, precious and holy name. Amen. And amen. What up, beautiful people? So, you know, I got to get a verse. And so this verse um, spoke to me this morning and it's only eight words and many of us know it. It's Psalms 4610. Be still and know that I am God Be still and know that I am God. Or the CSB version states, stop fighting and know that I am God. Stop fighting and know that I am God. So let's jump right into it. Divorce. Mm. Such a strong word a serious topic um and it's so crazy because um in the christian community divorce is basically the same same rate as those um in the secular world um for lack of better words and so one thing i didn't intend to do when i got married was get divorced i'm like i don't believe in divorce right so how did i get to a place where i was filing for divorce me myra ann right so First of all, I don't know who I think I am. Let me pipe down 10 notches. <laughs> so divorce um, is, is crazy. Um, and so I got married at a really young age. I got married at the age of 22, 22. Um, and I will not sit here and bash my ex-husband. Um, but I will say that there were two things that really broke me. Um, to the core. And the first one was being looked at in my eyes and being told, I don't want you. I want to be with someone else. Um And then the other thing was being there in the same household and watching him pour into another woman's dreams and her vision and her life. And um I was in a place where I was just struggling. I had lost my job, and yeah, I was just not in a good place. And that's just me being really open and being transparent with you guys, right? And so to be looked in the eyes like that, I will say that I did talk to my brother, um, Mark, who we call Sunti, and he said this to me. He said, "Myra, don't let nobody tell you more than one time that they don't want to be with you." But even hearing that, it was like, wow. But it just, it wasn't enough for me. I was like sitting there and I was like, I have to be able to do everything in my power to to save this, right? Even though your heart is somewhere else, what can I do to save this? Because to be honest, I struggled with abandonment issues, right, that I believe stems from from birth, right? Like neither one of my parents, my biological parents, took care of me I was adopted right and so I think that that's where it stemmed from right I always felt like I wasn't good enough right and that I was rejected or abandoned and that you know I had to be on my best behavior in order to be accepted um or wanted and I'm honestly able to say, right, like I believe that I stayed a little longer than I I, I know I stayed longer than I should have. Um, I do believe that God had already provided me with the way of escape. But I wanted to be able to say that I did everything in my power, right? Like I fasted numerous times. I prayed every day, every night during car rides in the shower. Um, I set up um, counseling sessions and there was no shows. And so I prayed and I reached out and, and I begged. Like, that's a horrible place to be um, where you feel like you're begging somebody for a chance or begging someone to be able to accept you um, or love you, right? Like, I felt like I was unloved or unlovable. Um, But the good news is we serve a God that when you're not enough for anyone else, you're more than enough for him. And that is just beautiful. Um, I do believe that I stayed longer. A part of it was just this fear of being alone, right? Like if I move, there is really no safety net here. There is just like me. Um, And then I'm responsible for my son. And so how do you stay sober um, during this time when the person you made vows with is telling you, I don't want to be with you. When You're struggling to figure out, where am I going to go? Um, What am I going to do? Why do I have to leave, right? And so, I will say this. Sometimes you literally got to live in your day to stay sober. And it sounds crazy, but it's like sometimes it's like literally a one day at a time. And then also excuse me, I believe you have to sometimes just live in an hour, right? Like sometimes you just focus on the next hour, like I'm not going to drink this hour. And then the next hour comes, you're like, you know what, I'm not going to drink this hour. Um, I don't think that I'm there anymore, which is good. Um, I don't think about drinking like I used to. And that's through just the grace of God and Him pulling the obsession um, obsession off of my life and I thank him for that so a part of me being able to stay sober is was living in one day at a time also prayer, meetings talking crying, right crying Um, and to be honest I have some very good good um, support systems I have sisters in Christ and brothers in Christ um, who pray for me who are really open and honest who are willing to sit with me and talk to me who are willing to fast with me um and it's been it's been a rough road but it's also been very amazing um, because i've been stretched i've been able to grow um, and i've been able to get honest with myself And so throughout this process, I think that one thing that has helped me grow has been that I got honest about my hurt. I got honest about my feelings, that my feelings are real. Like what you feel, although other people can't necessarily feel it, you feel it and it's a real thing. Um, But a friend told me before, she was just like, listen, your feelings are real but you are not your feelings, right? Like, I feel hurt, I feel pain, or I feel like I'm suffering. And no one is exempt from suffering, let's be real, right? Everybody in the universe um, suffers at times, but you know, you gotta persevere through. And so I got honest about my feelings and she was like, you're not your feelings. So feel them and go through it and move forward. And so I got honest about that and so my healing process began. Um getting honest with myself about my feelings, but then also prayer. Right? Prayer, prayer, prayer. Being honest with God. Like I know a lot of times people um go before God and they pray a specific way. Um there's this structure to it, but to be honest, I believe that our father is my friend. Um And he's a loving father. And so I'm able to be honest and open and real with him. And so sometimes I'm going before the throne and I'm like, God, I'm hurt. Um, This is ridiculous, right? Like I tithe, I go to church, I pray, I I work, I do good. Why is this happening to me? Right. But then it's also like, why not you? But um, I'm honest and open with God. And another thing that I believe has helped me with this healing process is a Bible reading, right? Like I think a lot of the times we go to other sources for help when there are 66 books in the Bible and that, um, many of us, to be honest, have not read. And so I think that a lot of answers, majority of all answers, I believe lies within the Bible. And so I was able to find scriptures and, um, stories in the Bible that was able to help me and to remind me that I'm not alone right you think about Job and his sufferings his sufferings and even though you know he went through all of that and God gave him a new family and more fortune but it didn't replace his old family right like you think about that and so but and then another thing is I think that a lot of people say you can't question God. You can't question God. I don't think that that's true, right? In the Bible, you hear people plenty of times questioning God. Like, why, God? And so, um, and, and he told Job. He was like, were you here when I, at the foundations of the earth when I created this, right? So, we can question God, I believe. I do believe we can ask questions. Um, I don't believe that we're going to get every single answer every time. Um, but... I do believe that it's for our good, um, the pain and the suffering. I do think that sometimes we go through stuff because we cut corners and God told us to go left and we went right and he's still here to support us when we fall. And so I'm happy that we serve a loving God. Um, And so prayer, well, first was getting honest, then prayer and Bible reading. Also, one of my favorite things to do, something I do a couple times a day sometimes, is journal. Um, just writing things out. So that has helped me tremendously being able to write out my feelings and what's going on in my life, right? And so another thing is talking to trusted friends. I have some really good dope friends um, and accountability partners who I'm able to be open and honest with. And this is a very, very, very important thing about friendships, right? Like Make sure your friends are honest with you, right? Like I have a mentor who is able to gracefully give me the truth. She's like an expert at it. Like she will give you truth. She will give you a Bible, but she does it in this graceful way. Where it's like, oh my goodness, thank you for that. And you don't feel attacked. I have another girlfriend who I love and um, she's always like, Probably because she's an attorney, she just like delivers stuff a certain way, right? But I don't feel pain or suffering when she says it. She's very just straightforward and blunt with it, like, oh, well, you said you was gonna do that last time and you still struggling with it now. Like so, um, she'll get you on your feet, but I know that she means well and it comes from a good place, a place of love. Um, and a place where she wants me to to be the best version of myself that God has, or be the woman that God has created me to be. And so she's able to be honest with me, brutally honest. Um, And because I know her heart and I know that she loves me, um, I don't take any offense to it. So I think that having trusted friends, and I have this one friend and um, she's an attorney too. And she's just always like, all right. She's so straightforward and honest with everything, but she's just like, all right, let's pray. Right, like let's pray oh no we're not gonna be scared like we're gonna pray about it we're gonna talk about it and we're gonna get through it and so um i'm very grateful for my sisters in christ and my brothers in christ um who i'm able to talk to um another thing is i was able to just like read a lot of books to help me and some of the top books that has been helping me um, with this healing process one is boundaries by henry cloud oh my goodness this book is very um i don't want to say it's like a hard read because it's not a hard read but it's i think you have to take it in increments right and because it's so much um and it starts a little slow but hang tight Um, better is coming and so um, Boundaries by Henry Cloud is so so good and this book was actually suggested to me by one of my sober sisters um, who's also um, an amazing support so Boundaries another book um, that was given to me by my mentor Um, and I'm not here yet like I'm not in a place where I'm dating yet but this book is called 10 Rules of Dating by R.A. Vernon and so I think this book was really good because it allowed me to see a lot of the steps that I skipped when I got to a point where like I was 22 when I got married. Right. But, um, there's a lot of things that I think that while you're dating, you need to, um, go through or a process of things, right? Like some of the things that he talks about, I actually have the book here, 10 rules of dating. some of the things he talks about is um, like physically being attracted to somebody um, that they must love God. Right. Discussing each other's past and children and money. Oh, my goodness. That's such a deep one. Like talking about money. Right. Like, woo, that's a touchy, touchy topic in relationships um also therapy he goes into like you know individually getting therapy and then going into therapy together and all of that good stuff and so um that's a really really good book. another book that i went back over and reading um was suggested to me in college and i think a lot of people have have read it but it's something to constantly read i think to just be reminded of um being selfless and um how to love others. And I think that this book is not only good for relationships um, with you and your partner, but relationships period. And that is um, the five love languages. And so that's a really good book. And then I'm also currently reading um, the book by um, Dr. Bridget Bronner, um, which is Finding Healing and Brokenness. Finding Healing and Brokenness. And I'm not even all the way through this book. I'm not halfway through it. I'm a couple chapters in, and this thing is blowing my mind. Like, I started reading it, and I literally was sitting in the park reading this by the water, and I was just like crying because she's literally telling my story, and I'm just like, I'm. I'm sad that she had to go through it, but I know that there's beauty in all of our brokenness. But also, like, this is going to sound a little selfish, but I mean this in the best way possible. I'm just happy I'm not the only one who who went through a lot of the stuff that I've been through like or that I'm going through, right? Like, someone else literally lived this out. And um, there's this saying um, I heard this guy tell this story or story at the frequency conference that my church does typically every year. And his pastor got up there and he was just telling a story about, and it's actually about um, alcoholics. And I think I may have shared it on a podcast before, but he said that there's this guy down in his ditch and this one man walks by and he's like, help me get out. And he's like, I don't know how to get you out. Something like that. And so another guy comes by and he's like, help me get out. And he's like, you know, like, I don't know what to do to get you out. And so this other guy, this last guy comes by and he's like, help me get out. And he jumps down in the ditch with the man. And he's like, what are you doing down here, dummy? Now we both stuck. And he was like, nah, I've been down here before. So I know the way out. Follow me. And so I feel like this with um, this book, Finding Healing and Brokenness. And I'm so happy to know this beautiful woman. And she's just like, listen... I've been here before. I know your pain. I feel it. And I know the way out. I know the way um, for you to get the full healing that God has for you. And so come on, sis, walk this walk and I'll help hold your hand. And that's a beautiful feeling to have healthy, strong women in your circle, to have books like this um, where you realize that you're not alone, that there are other people out here who've been through these things and are able to help guide you through um another thing um I'll say is like with boundaries I have been tested so much with um boundaries in this season so one thing is um it's very uncomfortable for me to set boundaries and in therapy and talking with friends I've been able to dig out um what's underneath that behavior, right? Like sometimes I just want to be accepted. I think it goes back to um, abandonment and rejection. Like if I tell people no, if I set this boundary, they're not going to want to be my friend no more or want to talk to me no more or like me no more, right? And that in and of itself is unhealthy. And so um, I've been setting boundaries with people lately, um, even with my ex-husband. And I think that that has been, a challenge um, because people are used to, my mama used to say, people will treat you, Myra Ann, the way you allow them to treat you. People will suck you dry until you have no more if you let them. And my mama used to say that all the time. And so now I'm realizing that um, I've allowed um, people in my life to treat me a certain way for so many years that it's uncomfortable when you set a boundary and when you set a boundary, people try to go over that line and you have to push them back and remind them like my boundary is here. There is this line here. And so I've been having to do that with friends um, and I've been having to do that with my ex-husband. But boundaries are healthy and they are in place to to keep us safe. Um, look, I totally got off track and forgot why I was bringing up boundaries. But anyway. That's neither here nor there. It wasn't in my notes. Um, but set healthy boundaries with people. Lately, um, I have a friend who set a boundary with me. Oh, my gosh. Talk about the mm, how uncomfortable that can be sometimes. Because I think we just want what we want when we want it. And my friend is like, there's a boundary here. And I think um, perhaps my friend is... Struggling with the same thing I struggle with, right, so I'm trying to set boundaries, and then people try to cross it, and I have to push them back and I think that um my friend has set a boundary with me and probably other people too, and because I'm used to crossing this boundary, my friend has been, I believe, struggling with pushing me back over the line and it's so sad. And so I'm happy that I'm able to even talk it out loud right now because I'm reminded of the boundary and that I need to be respectful of it. I need to um, respect it. I need to, just like I want other people um, to respect my boundaries. So I'm happy that I was able to talk that out just now. Look, just helping myself. Let me help you help you. Um, I'd like to end in prayer. First of all, I want to thank y'all for allowing me to be able to come on here and, in a sense, vent and be open and be honest with you guys about where I am in life. Um, I was able to... I guess I'll talk about that for a second. So when I got to the point where I was just like... God was like, it's time to go. It's been time to go. It's time to go. I was very fearful and scared. But I had women and strong people in my corner who were praying for me and who were like, it's going to be okay. And So I was able to um, buy a house. Thank you, Father. Um, One thing I knew I wanted was a place to call home, a place for my son and myself where I would be able to say, no one has the power to say, um, "This mine, get out!" Right? This is mine. You gotta go. And so, this is uh, just the thought of it kind of brings tears to my eyes because, thank you, Father. Just growing up in being a foster child and being adopted and being told by. Thank you for healing, Father. Being told by um, my adopted family that, you know, you don't belong here. You, you know, your mama didn't really want you. We found you on a curb by the dumpster or something like they would say mean and hurtful things. And so then getting married and feeling like I had a place that um, was like home or, you know, like a family, like I was accepted somewhere and then being for lack of better words like I just say what I believe it is like abandoned um God is so just merciful right like someone else who was in my situation probably ended up in a shelter or on the street but God said I have a place for you to call home and I was able to buy a beautiful home um where I'm able to not only like sleep peacefully and have my son here and it's ours but I'm able to have friends and family members come over and, um, eat and I'm able to have like nights of prayers and, um, small cookouts and gatherings where I'm able to just be myself and have other people feel like they have a place of peace when they come here. And so I just thank God for being a God who hears, um, and, My prayer is that I continue to do my best at being faithful to him. Um, And so I got to that point where it was time to go. And um, I was fearful, um, but I was constantly reminded that I am loved. That I am his, that he got me, that I can look to the hills for which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I serve the God who is the creator of the universe, the God who parts red seas, the God who can do nothing is impossible for him. Do you hear me? Nothing is impossible for him. If God can heal me, I promise he can heal you. If God can pull me out of depression, out of anxiety, out of alcoholism, he can pull you out too. Hang tight. If you need a place to call home, go and ask him for it. He got you. He has never failed. And the breath that is still in your body is proof. That God is not done with you. He is not through with you. If you need help. That is not a weakness if you ask for it. It is a strength. Do not let society tell you that because you are asking for help, you are weak. That because you are going to therapy, you are weak. It's a lie. Don't believe it. Send it back to the dry lands in which it came. Listen to me. I'm preaching better than y'all wanna get with me right now. I'm about to send y'all my cash app. <laughs> Listen though, seriously, um, God is good um, and he's faithful. And he is worthy to be praised. And so I want to end in prayer. Father, I thank you for joy. I thank you for strength, for your love, for peace, for wisdom, God. I pray that on today, someone is strengthened, Father God. That they are reminded that there is beauty in their brokenness. I thank you, Father, for loving us so much. That when we weren't good enough for people, you didn't turn your back on us. You said you are good enough for me. Father God, I thank you for the ability to pray, to be able to talk to you even when we're struggling. I thank you, Father. I pray that when today you remind someone that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are more than conquerors, that they are the apple of your eye. Father God, I pray that someone forgives themselves on today, that they remember, Father God, that you are the God who already knew every mess up that they were going to make when you created the foundation of the earth, that you already took it in account, Father God, that whatever they've done, your son, Jesus Christ, his blood has already atoned for it. Father God, if they were drunk right now, he already covered it. Bring them out. Of depression, bring them out of anxiety, bring them out of any suicidal state um, of mind that they may be in. God, give them strength, Father God, in you. Give them unspeakable joy, Father God. I pray for those who are out here struggling to be able to have stronger support systems, Father God stronger support systems healthy relationships healthy support systems i thank you god for allowing me to be able to come forth and just be open and be real and be honest um and i pray that someone is blessed on today father god have your way on today i pray these things and your son jesus christ precious and most holy holy name listen Amen and amen. You can follow me on IG at simplymyra and simplymyra and on Instagram. If you want to talk or somebody to um, just open up with, or if you want to come on a podcast and talk or anything, you can email me at jesusandsobriety at gmail.com. That's jesusandsobriety at gmail.com. Listen, I love y'all. If you feel unloved today, know that that is a lie. You are loved. Grace and peace, beautiful people.